This podcast may contain coarse language and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Ontario's Most Haunted Podcast. Thank you for joining us so very much. If you're listening to the show and you've liked the first season or if you're you like the first episode and you want to see what we've got coming up next and don't miss another episode, please subscribe to us. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, that's the place you can end up doing it. If you really, really like the show and you're listening to us through iTunes, please rate and review our show it would be very very much appreciated it'll help spread the word and get the show out for more people to hear if you want to end up uh emailing your stories to us we got episodes that we are hoping to be in the works on for the future called the experience what is that show all about it is all about literally your experiences where you can end up telling us your paranormal accounts uh anything creepy that has happened to you that has an amazing story to it please we would love to end up hearing about it type the story or attach the audio that would be fantastic you can end up doing so at official omh podcast at gmail.com om official omh podcast at gmail.com my name is brandon of course i am joined by the uh, lady who is plucking her eyebrows as I am watching her on the feed in which we communicate with each other on uh, Ashley. Ashley, yeah, besides yeah. your eye. <laughs> What's going on? Like you said, just plucking my eyebrows. <laughs> in the middle of the show. How professional. It's not like anyone else can see me. So Look, shut fair up. Enough. Well, not, <laughs> nobody has to see you, but now everybody hears what you do during the shows now, so... Oh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, I don't have an issue with this. What What's going on? You had your uh, you had your COVID booster earlier today. I got my COVID booster today. I watched some man faint. Yes, before I got my shot. So there's that. Which wasn't a good and omen just, for you because you are are terrified of needles. You hate getting shots. Uh, I don't like needles. I was so tense and she t- kept telling me to not be tense. And I was like, I am petrified of needles. Just get it done and over with. I don't care if I'm tense. Did you tell her what happened before she came back? Because she left to go get the, the shot. And then that's when you saw the guy pass out. Yeah. Oh, she's seen it too. She like jumped up. Oh, okay. So the- was she like? Oh, everyone's seen it. Was she like everyone in the clinic seen it? Was she like, yeah, this happens every day. It's nothing to see here. No, she, uh, one of the other nurses ran over to help him. She was like, okay, he has help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy here. Pretty much. Oh, that's great. Um, my day hasn't wasn't uh, too bad. Although uh, I did have something happen earlier in the week that uh, mm-hmm. I may regret later. <laughs> what what are you laughing at? You you don't even know what it is. 
Is it the thing that I think it is? No, not about me falling out of my chair. Not that one. But that was a great story too. Oh. I was watching a I was watching mm-hmm. a video. I know I was watching a video at this very desk here, uh, leaned a little too far back in my chair, and uh, two parts of my brain were going at that time. One was going wee, and then the <laughs> and then the other one was saying, "This is how you die." So, uh, but that happened. But another thing that happened was, uh, and it's a great uh, segue into what we're going to talk about uh, today. But so as some of you may know, uh, I'm a big hockey fan. Ashley has played hockey uh, as a goaltender in the past, so I guess we're both hockey fans. And um, as some of you may know, also, I am a huge fan of Destination Fear. And they grew up in the Minnesota area. They're Dakota from and uh, Chelsea and Tanner from uh, Destination Fear. They're big fans of the Minnesota Wild. And so I realized coming up later on in the NHL season, the Toronto Maple Leafs have one more matchup against the Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? I poke the bear of the only person who has had a professional hockey career in women's hockey as part of that crew, Ms. Chelsea Layden, and I say, hey, Chelsea, I said this publicly on Twitter. You could probably go find it somewhere. Uh, how about a friendly wager? How about a bet for the next time the Toronto Maple Leafs face the Minnesota Wild? Ladies and gentlemen. So this was your celebrity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am in a hockey bet with Chelsea Layden, former National Women's Hockey Association or National Women's Hockey League goaltender for the Minnesota team. Uh, I am in a hockey bet with her. What's the bet? Well, I'm, I'm going to modify it a little bit. She was very easy going. She was being light on me because she, she knows I'm going to lose. So she says, $1 Venmo. <laughs> but... but but in Canada we don't have Venmo no so basically what I'm going to end up doing instead I'm going to be very nice about it I'm going to say you know what if Toronto loses you tell me a charity that you want me to end up donating to and I'll donate money to that charity and then vice versa Mm -hmm. I like that I like that too. So uh, she hasn't responded yet, but hopefully, uh, hopefully she will closer to the date. So, um, so so that's the plan. Either way, I'm probably going to lose out on money. Oh, to... probably like a guarantee. <laughs> so um, let's see how well that plays out. That's happening. I think the 23rd or 24th of February. One of the two. So like so, a month away. Yeah, so about a month away. So this is uh I'm kind of excited, but at the same time, I feel like I'm an idiot for taking this bet. You are an idiot. So uh so but Ashley, how how far back does uh your hockey fandom go to? Have you ever been to uh a hockey hall of fame in Toronto? Have you ever been there? I have. When was the last time you went? When I was a kid. 
Oh, <laughs> like when I was like eight or nine. <laughs> oh, so it's been years since you've been. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, did you know that there was many, many reports of paranormal activity that takes place in the Hockey Hall of Fame that does not involve any hockey players? Yes. Did you? Do yeah. you Do you know the exact story of how I don't know the exact story, but I heard that there's a woman who either shot herself or hung herself near the women's bathroom or in the women's bathroom before it was well, a bathroom. Would you like to learn about the details of what happened that led up to this apparent suicide that took place? Well, yeah. Duh. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're talking about the Hockey Hall of Fame in downtown Toronto right there on uh, it's either Front Street or Bay Street, one of the two. Um, but for more than 50 years, nobody knew about this story. Nobody knew about... They knew it was haunted, but they didn't know by who. They didn't know a name. They didn't know any backstory. Nothing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got the... Uh, we, we got the deets. We got the, ins- we got the insider scoop. We, we got the skinny on the shorty here. Is that what they say? I don't know. Okay, maybe I'm just... I don't know what the kids say anymore. I'm not hip. <laughs> I'm not down with the lingo. Well, we're going to dive into this uh, the story about uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame in uh, downtown Toronto. And... Uh, yeah, here we go. So, for more than 50 years, a ghost known as Dorothy has haunted the Hockey Hall of Fame. The Toronto Star is now able to publicly reveal her full identity and confirm what actually happened. In the early 1990s, a few years before the Hockey Hall of Fame moved into the historic building that had been the Bank of Montreal branch for close to 100 years, Toronto musician Joanna Jordan saw a female ghost looking down on her from a second floor ceiling. Jordan, who was playing the harp at an event being held in the building's Great Hall, was unaware at the time that a ghost purportedly haunted the space. I remember it so vividly, she says, because it's one of those things you'll never forget. Jordan refused to go up to the second floor by herself when she played at the hall, which opened in 1993, some years later. It was just too spooky up there. It is assumed by those who believe in such things that Jordan had seen the spirit of a young teller known as Dorothy, who had killed herself in the bank sometime between the early 1990s and the 1960s, according to various sources. Although Dorothy had been written about in numerous books and articles, she had never been given a last name, nor was the reason for her death confirmed. Until now. The star has learned that she was Dorothy May Elliott, 19 years old. She shot herself early in the morning of Wednesday, March 11, 1953, and died 22 hours later at St. Mike's Hospital. Her death didn't garner much attention from the newspaper of the day. The long-defunct Toronto Telegram ran a brief item on March 11th, 
which reported that police were checking on a story that the attractive young brunette may have been despondent over a love affair. The telegram didn't follow up on the story, but the Toronto Daily Star, as the star was known then, ran a three-paragraph item on a page 14 the next day that announced her death, citing the cause as loneliness because her boyfriend had left her to take job on the boats. Neither paper mentioned her name, but it did appear on a death notice on March 13th, the star discovered. Over the years, other rumors emerged. One version accused her of having been caught stealing money. Another said she had been discovered helping members of the Irish Republican Army who were planning to rob the bank to fund their cause back home. A psychic several years ago said she was murdered because she uncovered a scheme involving the bank manager, the chief of police, and a leading judge, all of whom were embezzling money belonging to farmers. The most common theory, however, was that she was having an affair with either another teller or the branch manager, a married man who had an apartment in the bank. The latter account is the accurate one, according to someone who knows the details but for personal reasons doesn't want to go on the record. She was a beautiful young woman who was very popular, this person said. She looked like the actress Rita Hayworth. The source also told the star that Dorothy had been orphaned at the age of nine, following the deaths of her parents a few years apart. Len Redwood, the bank's messenger in 1953, described her in a 1982 interview as the life of the party, the most popular girl in the bank. He said she shot herself in the woman's second floor washroom with the bank's revolver, a 38 caliber, which was kept in his drawer. Years later, his son Vic said his late father told me that he had an ambulance attendant carry Dorothy downstairs, likely still alive, in a wooden Windsor-style chair. That chair was at my parents' cottage as late as in the 1990s. A few years ago, we spoke with one of Dorothy's fellow co-workers who thinks she's the last person to have seen her alive. Dorothy was such a beautiful girl tall and booksome. I don't know what the hell that word means. Booksome. B-U-X-O-M. Said Dorian Bracken. I wasn't very popular nor sophisticated at the time, but she was. The men liked her, eh? Bracken remembered the day of the shooting. I came in about 8 a.m. and she was already there, said Bracken. Bracken noted that Dorothy who was wearing a blue knitted dress, looked distressed and disheveled. Just after nine o'clock, another employee, Zeta Rushbrook, began screaming and yelling over the balcony, Bracken said. Len Redwood raced up the stairs to see what was wrong to discover Dorothy's body. We didn't hear a shot, Bracken said. There have been countless reports of strange occurrences in the building over the decades that are believed to be connected to Dorothy. Lights flickering on and off, doors and windows opening and closing for no apparent reason, moans and screams and eerie sounds echoing through the historic structure. Some staff and employees have heard footsteps when walking alone at night. A few have felt a phantom hand on their shoulder or leg. Rob Hines, who formerly worked at the Hall of Fame as a special events supervisor, had an encounter that spooked him. 
While preparing for an event, he entered a narrow kitchen that runs behind the second floor conference room to get some coffee urns at around 6 a.m. A strong feeling, as if being watched by someone, but different than that, enticed him to enter the conference room, which was in darkness. One of the chairs, and this is the God's honest truth, was turning as if the breeze was in there. He says, it actually moved right into my hand. I'm rather skeptical about ghosts, but I just freaked out and ran out of there. Despite all the reports... Yeah. Despite all the reports, only one other person is believed to have actually seen the spirit. One summer, a young boy was visiting the Hall of Fame when he started screaming. Don't you see her? Don't you see her? Says Jane Rodney, who was a Hall's coordinator of the Resource Center Services at the time. He claimed a woman with long black hair was going in and out of the walls. Dorothy's family does not speak about her death, nor would they comment on this article. They have objected over the years to her being seen as an object of fun. Okay. Uh, Ashley, I'll let you have first jabs at this. You can take this wherever you wish to start it from. Go ahead. How did they not hear the gunshot? Yeah. Uh, That's a good question. You know, you're thinking about you know, it being in like the 50s or whatever, a caliber is much louder than your typical handgun or pistols nowadays. So, yeah, how do they, how do they not hear the gunshot? I don't know. I'm like, yeah, she looked disheveled and like in distress or whatever they said. Why not be like, hey, what's wrong? Do you need to talk to somebody? Like, I get mental health wasn't a big thing back then, but like, just having one bad day and someone asking you, hey, are you okay? Do you need someone to talk to? Can change that bad day around. Well, if you think about it, though, she probably kept it very much to herself and just went on with her normal life and nobody really knew anything about how she was feeling or what was even going on at that time until afterwards when the news came out. Yeah, but like, even if they didn't know and it was, hey, I'm always here if you need to talk. That goes a long way. (laughs) It could. Second floor of the bank, uh, of what is now the Hockey Hall of Fame, used to be the Bank of Montreal. Mm -hmm. Um, Very creepy at night, apparently. And still is to this day. Um, So let's go to the, uh, you know, your typical hauntings that take place. Doors opening. Door, uh, doors closing, windows opening and closing, uh, being touched on the shoulder or the leg, uh, screams and moans. I would, to me, that's something I would not want to hear at night if I'm by myself, just randomly hearing a scream coming from a building that you very much know you're you're alone in. Um, I think I'd be freaked out, but I wouldn't be like, oh my god, okay, I'm leaving now, bye, like. I'd be that white girl in like scary movies. I'm gonna follow the noise. <laughs> Here, here's the thing that I'm you know kind of interested about when it comes to that though. They're hearing. I can understand the moans. I can understand the eerie sounds echoing through through the building. 
you would figure if they if she shot herself they would have heard her at least yell in pain or scream in pain do you think that scream was coming from the person who found her or do you think it's her residual scream from the pain of everything she ended up feeling probably it could be a good chance of both but I'm gonna say more likely her just because like residual pain like that that's not gonna go away fair that's fair. Like, yeah, the person who found her is gonna scream when they find her body, but that scream's not gonna stay there. Right. And my other thing um, is, is in the article, did it say that they buried her in a chair in the basement? No, they took her, when they end up finding her body, they put her in a chair to bring her downstairs to take her to the ambulance. Oh, okay. But... Uh, let me find uh, let me find that uh, that report there because apparently somebody said that they used to have the the chair in a cottage that they that one of the witnesses ended up or somebody who knew her uh, they actually mm-hmm. ended up having this chair in a cottage somewhere in, in their basement which I think is is creepy in my opinion where you why unless you're Zach Bagans getting artifacts for or his me. museum or you well okay good I'm a you're a perfect person to ask this then why would you want the chair that was last sat in by somebody who ended up dying in such a tragic way what the energy See, I that is just that chair, but I like because I'm me and I'm weird and I like to collect like bones for example mm-hmm. owning like something that either someone had died on or some like anything like that anything that has like anything to do with how the person died or where the person died that would be very cool to own sure not even to like use but to be like okay this is what's going like this is what happened with this mm-hmm. like whatever it is and then you can educate people on what's going on in the world paranormal wise and shed some more light to the community because I think that would be really cool kind of like how what Zach Bagans does and his museum right one thing I actually really like that was kind of cool that ended up happening, and I would have, I think I probably would have been freaked out, but not freaked out, out to the point where I would have ended up running out of the room was, you know, she's, she's in, she was taken out of the, or brought down from the bank, down the stairs, in a chair. Uh, Rob Hines here, who was an events supervisor at the Hockey Hall of Fame, went into the kitchen or the conference area where there's a bunch of chairs yeah, and there's just one chair that just seems to be like rolling towards him. If it was a breeze or, or, or if the AC or the, or the furnace is just absolutely cranked, you would think other chairs would kind of be like turning if it's one of those swivel chairs or something yeah. like that. But one chair was rolling right to his hand. Um, I would love to see that happen in real life. Would love, that, that's, love, love. You gotta think there's that connection though from when she was brought down from the second floor 
in a chair and having a chair being slid over to this gentleman. Like I said, I mean, it yeah, has to be something paranormal. But how? So how old is the building? Is my question. Over, it's got to be close to about 120 years now because uh, this article was written back in, well, it was updated rather back in 2015. Ooh. So it was 2020 now. Uh, 2022. It had, it had now. been a branch for close to 100 years. So, so before it, it became be... the hockey hall, it has to be about 120 years now. Okay, so given that it's that old, there's more than likely a couple deaths that happened in the building that aren't on like public record. But or I still something. don't. I, I because like I, I don't think it would have been any other spirit if it was. They all seem to just fe- see this a woman. They all think it's a woman. Just because they see one doesn't mean there's not more. Right. Fair. I like what this little kid said when she says, uh, oh, one summer young boy was visiting the Hall of Fame when he started screaming, don't you see her? Don't you see her? And saying that he was claiming to see the woman of a woman with long black hair was going in and out of the walls. I would love to see that, too. That would creep me out, though. No, I'd I be so fascinated to be like, can I do this? I'm trying to walk I, over to the wall. Of course you would. But I would be fascinated by that too. Um, and more so for like a research part. Like, to me, is it is she going through these walls because there was something else that used to be there? Like, it's almost like residual travel where she's going into a room that used to be in it that one been, spot. Yeah, it could have been like doorways. But going in and out of the walls, um, that I would like to know how this woman was being seen going in and out of the walls, because it, well, it could be like are also more susceptible to seeing things on the other side than what adults are. Very true. Very right? true. So, like, if the kid sees it and nothing else, and no one else does, doesn't mean that it's not ha- not always not happening. But well, let's there's just the chance you, that he let, can see or she can see what's going on and everyone else can't. They're like, oh, you're just going crazy. Da, 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 da. No, you're not going crazy, little kid. That's probably really there. And it's not your take, imagination. Let's take you for an example, because this kid didn't know the story, uh, the history of this building. He hasn't known the stories or whatnot. He saw a woman, long black hair, which they described her as, as looking as uh, going in and out of the walls see something you were at the jail in ottawa yeah where you thought you saw somebody hanging uh you didn't know you were in the gallows but you you saw what yeah i seen a man a man hanging from a noose and i told my teacher what i seen and she was like oh well there's nothing there you're probably just claustrophobic and made me hold her hand the rest of that trip because I was going insane, which no, I wasn't. He was really there, and he had his eyes wide open, staring at me. So thanks. Oh Jesus, that's another thing that's kind of creepy. If we go back a little bit further, uh, a woman who who was performing there, 
said that he saw a woman just staring down in the Great Hall, which I believe is where all the trophies are yeah. in the Hockey Hall of Fame, if I'm, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember, though. Yeah, very, very, there we go. Right off the bat here from the... Uh, from the article, uh, Toronto musician Joanna Jordan saw a female ghost looking down from her on the second floor ceiling. Um, from the ceiling, that's a little more eerie. If there's no, because I'm, I'm trying to remember, there's no balcony area in that great hall. It's just a big giant, see. big giant room. Yeah, it's so just that, a big giant room. Yeah, so just to see a woman looking down all I can picture right now is Spider-Man in the side of a corner but not his whole body just his face and just staring down at people creeping them out and that's all I can picture but I see it with like the long brown hair and she's just like we be friends hi that is and like holding on to the wall as Spider-Man just scaring the shit out of people <laughs> that is creepy <laughs> That's what not I'm picturing in my head. Not, not, not the Spider-Man part, but I mean, like, just the the idea of the position of this woman looking down onto uh, onto the guests and and the people who were playing at that time. Man, uh, I would you not go stir crazy though? Like, if let's say if we investigated the Hockey Hall of Fame, okay? Yeah. And we were in the Great Hall where they have the Stanley Cup, the Conn Smythe, the Vesna, and all the plaques of the people who are members of the Holy uh, Hall of Fame. Mm. Would you not go stir crazy if you were investigating that, knowing there is zero possible explanation for why a woman is looking down from onto you in an area where there is no platform for her to be looking down onto you in that no. room? What would... What would your first mental reaction be at that point? Would it be like I mean, you? It wouldn't be like the person who was performing there, where she said that it was just too spooky. She will never go up to that floor ever again. Honestly, I think like saying it now. Now I really want to go and just see if I can see it. Not even do an investigation. Just go and see if I can see it. Just but take a third, random trip to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Thought, like right now would be. Oh my god, Spider-Man, are you real? <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Marvel lately, so don't mind me. Um, Clearly! But no, and also, yes, I've been watching a lot of Spider-Man and Daredevil. Um, but I think my first real thought would be, how did you get up there? And was there a balcony in this before they made it into the Hockey Hall of Fame? Right, that's what I would be thinking too, because it, that that's my question about the kid who was seeing her go in and out of the walls there. What was there that made that be her path of travel? Yeah. You know what I mean? Some um, kind of, sometimes, like, they'll, they like to mess with people. They'll walk in and out of walls just because they can and they know you can't. <laughs> Which I'm still very jealous over. <laughs> Everything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> Anything a man can do, women can do in heels. Breaks out my seven-inch platform Don't do boots. that. Don't do that. You're tall enough. I. You know what? It's funny. Now reading this story, learning about the occurrences there, yes, being a giant Hockey Hall of Fame 
aficionado. I love the love seeing all the historical artifacts there from past NHL teams, seeing the trophies there. I I kind of like you. I kind of want to go for Dorothy now. Yeah. Like, I want to go because I haven't been in a while, and I would yeah. love to go again. A lot has changed the last time last. I... Oh, I know it's changed. But, like, the last... So, the last time I was there... This is a little fun fact. You're not supposed to touch the Stanley Cup. By, like, the cup part, right? Like, the right. very top. You're not supposed to touch it. So, me... My dad, my mom, and my brother went to the, the hall, like the Hall of Fame, got our picture taken with the the cup. And what does my brother do? Last minute, reaches up and touches the cup. And y'all but got kicked he was out. like, he was like a two year old. That's oh. my defense for that. So he doesn't know better. Okay. Did, did <laughs> so the security come rushing? The cup. <laughs> and that's the only picture that ever exists of a non hockey player or member of team management that has ever touched. <laughs> the actual cup part of the Stanley Cup. Your your yep. brother is a one and only... Uh, yep. Yeah, that's yep. cool. He, he is the same, probably one of the only non-NHL members, player, whatever peoples, to have touched the Stanley Cup cup. <laughs> I don't think... I think because of COVID, I don't think you can touch it anymore. No, probably not. It's probably in a case now. No, I don't think it's in a case, but I think you're, there's like a perimeter around it now where you can only stand so far away from it so that you don't touch it. Probably. Which sucks because I loved I loved touching that thing. You know, it's just... I like reading all the names. Yeah, so did I. And I wonder how much longer it'll be till the Toronto Maple Leafs are taken off that Stanley Cup because they haven't won in over 50 years. But that's another... Probably this year. That's another Probably claim. this year they're going to go Bye Maple Leafs Well no it's a whole banner Or a whole uh, band they got to take off Oh yeah But but uh, yeah Toronto's pretty damn close to that um, Anything you want to add To uh, The the ghost of One uh, Dorothy What was her last name Dorothy something Dorothy Dorothy Elliot Dorothy Elliott, thank you. Thank you. Anything else you want to end up touching? I was on trying that? to let you drown for a little bit. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no. I want to know if there's more occurrences besides from just her. Oh, I'm sure there but is. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure there, there is. is. The cr- the sad part about this is, though, she she 19 years old yep. when this happened. 19. That is crazy. Hey, Brandon, watch the screen for a minute. (laughs) Did you just turn your camera off? Uh, You're a crazy child that needs help. No, I think I froze for a second. But I was shaking my head. Um, Yeah, you did. Oh. Sorry, guys. I made yeah, Brandon so look she, at me so I could fling over and shake my head so my big earlobes could hit my set, the side of my face and my neck really fast for him. <laughs> Ashley is so bored of doing this podcast with me that she is finding other ways to entertain herself while recording the show. No. Because you're right. still a little but, fucker. I know. Um, 
But yeah, Hockey Hall of Fame, the full true Hall of Fame story here. Uh, it's pretty tragic, uh, pretty tragic situation, pretty tragic way for her to end up going. And uh, to know that her energy is is still at rest and is, you know, haunting the Hockey Hall of Fame now. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. I, you know, I hope, you know, at some point she is able to, uh, to move on or maybe she doesn't want to, or, you know, it's, it's always hard to tell with situations like this. So, um, she could just be stuck and needs some help to be trapped on, right? Like we never know. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's more the situation. I think she's just trapped just because of the way she went. Yeah. And, and the circumstance behind it. So, so yeah, the Hockey Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen, that was the case study episode we ended up doing this week. Next week, we've got a special interview planned for you guys. I am not going to give away as to who it is, but... She's um, awesome. She is. She is awesome. She is. She's got millions of views on her on her TikTok, thousands and thousands of follows. And I'll put it this way: I fangirled pretty hard when she was talking to Brandon, and then she fangirled over me fangirling about her. Well, we'll get into that because I, I would love for you to tell her in person that that story that is absolutely hilarious so that is next week stay tuned for that but that will do it for this week and another episode of ontario's most haunted podcast if you like the show rate and review the podcast we would really really much appreciate it review it if you're on itunes that's the only way you can end up uh reviewing our podcast is through itunes but please subscribe on all the other platforms spotify and uh, Google Podcast. We're also on Anchor. You please uh, go follow us wherever you listen to your shows. Help spread the word. Get us out there. Hell, sh- share us on social media as well. That helps too. If you have ghost stories that you would love to end up sharing, any experiences that you end up having, we want to hear it. Where can you send it to us? You can send it to official omhpodcast at gmail.com. Type the story, speak the story, make a voice recording and attach it to the email. Either way, we will get your stories up on the air for everybody to end up hearing and for us to end up talking about it. We can't wait to hear those. Until next time, I'm Brandon. That is Ashley, and we'll see you on the next episode of Ontario's Most Haunted Podcast. Stay spooky and stay safe.